Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So about Michael Jordan, how you gonna hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. And today we're going to be on part two of the midseason temperature check. And today on this part two, we're going to be talking about teams, talking about teams, NBA teams. You know, we're getting halfway through the season, so we're starting to get a feel for what are identities of these teams, what do they bring to the table. And we're going to look back to remind people of what happened last year in the playoffs because it's important to remember because playoffs, you can learn from what happened last year. You can learn from how a team plays another team. You can learn from what the weakness a team may have. You know, people can really forget what happened last year and not really remember and apply it to this season. So what are you thinking about that, Chris? Yeah, because I remember after watching the playoffs, you know, I think we had a podcast shortly after, and then we even had one, you know, start before the start of this season where we kind of talked about has the window closed for the teams who made it far in the playoffs? Mm. And to our surprise, we believe that for a majority of the teams, the window has closed. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of these teams are really showing us that they still have what it takes to play at a high level, to still play on the grandest stage, mm-hmm. you know, and probably possibly win a championship. So it's definitely important to go back and look at what they were able to accomplish this year, and maybe they could do the same next year, depending on matchups. Yeah. I think um, it's good to remember that Milwaukee – was losing and getting absolutely ran over by the Brooklyn Nets before they won that game. Yeah. And then the Atlanta Hawks that next series pushed them four two with just Trey Young. And Trey Young yeah. was out for a lot of that series. And then they go on to win the NBA championship. Now they have this title of NBA champions, but are they an NBA championship level team? Will they be able to do the yeah. same thing next year? You know, you have to remember that to reassess, okay, this is what we're seeing in the regular season. Don't just assume because they're NBA champions they're going to figure everything out. Would they really have been NBA champions? It's the same thing for the Phoenix Suns. They get through the Lakers without LeBron and AD really feeling healthy. Mm-hmm. Then they get the face of Jamal Murray-less Denver Nuggets. And then they get the face of uh, Kawhi Leonard-less LA Clippers. Yeah. And the who just pushed Utah to the brink. Yes, and that's another thing to remember. The Utah Jazz, the one seed, loses to a Kawhi Leonard-less LA Clippers 4-2. So you have mm-hmm. to realize, okay, the Jazz are a playoff team that never really um, reaches expectations. And another thing to remember is Dallas pushed that Clippers team when they had Kawhi healthy 4-3. Yeah. You have to remember Luka Doncic had an amazing playoffs next year. There are certain players that are playoff players. And Luka Mm -hmm. Doncic, you have to enter into that category. Donovan Mitchell's in that category. People who elevate in the playoffs. You know what I mean? And something we also learned, even though it may not have been like his ring, Giannis Antetokounmpo in the finals where they let people play a lot more rough, get away with a lot left. It's a lot more of a tough game of basketball and physicality wins more is more valuable in the NBA finals. He had a lot of great games in the NBA finals. He was extremely dominant. So, you know, that's another thing to remember each round. 
that they make it, he is getting better because it's a game that fits him more. You know what I mean? The regular season doesn't fit him as well as the playoffs. You know, that's another thing we've realized. You know, you have to remember that Portland, even though they might be a playoff team, they may, they're not reaching it. So they're not good. They're a team that usually doesn't reach their full potential. Um, so yeah. And you have to remember also Miami got swept last year. So what are the adjustments they made? Oh, you got Kyle Lowry. You got Tyler Hero operating at a higher level. He was much better than last year. And the big upset, Atlanta Hawks beating 76ers. That's when, like, okay, you have to really understand matchups to realize why that happened. We're not going to give away the secret sauce to that because we're going to be talking about them in a future podcast. Right. Um, But, yeah, it's important to remember those things. Those are the things I took away from NBA playoffs last year, kind of rehashing it. So what do you think after rehashing it? What do you think you take away from this year? Lessons learned. Lessons learned. Um, One thing that the NBA has to learn Mm -hmm. is that you cannot take any opponent lightly. Mm -hmm. That has been proven. We, you had Atlanta beating the 76ers. I'll give you that. That was genius. I would have never thought that. I was like, it's no way they got Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Ain't no way. Atlanta Hawks pushed the 76ers to the brink and beat them. And you looking at the Atlanta Hawks like this team is legit. Mm-hmm. But only because of the fact that, you know, they couldn't, the 76ers weren't clicking. They weren't clicking how they were supposed to. Atlanta Hawks were better, were a better team. Mm-hmm. They had the matchup. They were short. I mean, they, you know, they have a lot They're more deeper. shooting. Yeah. They understand the, um, you know, the coverage of the center and how to, you know, pull the center out yes. and attack the basket, especially with Trey Young. And mm-hmm. he's so well at doing that. That's how they almost beat the Bucks because they pulled Giannis out. And then who was yes. left? Brooke Lopez. Yes. Then he just, he just destroyed Brooke Lopez for game straight. Yes. He couldn't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to understand that. A huh? certain somebody may have said before the playoffs that the Phoenix Suns would go to the NBA championship game if they got through the Lakers. Yeah. So the basketball addicts goes both ways here. We're both fortune tellers. Listen to us when it comes up to the playoffs. I mean, geez. Take your credit for Do you that. know why I chose the Phoenix Suns, though? No, tell me. I chose the Phoenix Suns if they could have got through the Lakers because, in my opinion, I didn't know what Lakers we were going to see. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to... I thought that, you know, that Phoenix, the way Phoenix was playing that year, adding Chris Paul, you know what I mean, getting some of those rookies involved, mm-hmm. Cam Reddish, um, I forgot what the other guy, Cam Johnson, I think it is. No, not Cam uh, Johnson. What's the Mikhail guy? Mikhael Bridges. Guy? Yeah, Mikhail Bridges. They had um, Jay Crowder, Cameron Artis Payne. You know, those Darius guys, Sarge. they were they're really starting to, you know, click. Mm-hmm. And I saw them forming a team. Yeah. And be, being better. You yes. know what I mean? That Chris Paul immediately made that team better and they looked way better than half the league mm-hmm. at that point. Um, so going off that, I was thinking that because Golden State didn't get in. Yeah. Looking at the rest of the league, the fact of the matter that Jamal Murray got hurt. Yes. Yes. And that, you know, Luka was pushing the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I saw Phoenix as the best team in the West. Yeah. I think you're definitely right about that. I feel like you brought up a few things that are good. Let's say this what-if scenario. We just kind of came up with this. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic are healthy. That playoffs. Yeah. Do Phoenix they win the NBA Finals against the Bucks due to get there? Do the do the Nuggets win the okay. NBA Finals? Yeah, let's, let's break it down series by series. Ready for this? They have Jamal mm-hmm. Murray healthy. Nikola Jokic yeah. healthy. They beat the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, easy. Okay. They did it before. Okay. Phoenix Suns, next round. They beat Phoenix. They beat... Okay, here's, here's the thing here. So, how we do it on this podcast, if you've watched this during the playoffs, least, mm. I, we were breaking down matchups. Who's the one? Who's the two? Who's yes. the three and the four? Yes. The one and the two are on the Nuggets. End of story. Yeah. Nikola Jokic just won an MVP, so he's playing. He's in the pro, he's he's in the second year of the prime yes. of his career right now. He's playing phenomenal. Yes, you know what I mean. Jamal Murray has been shown that he's a oh killer in the playoffs, a killer period. He, he he's on a different level. Mm-hmm. Then what you do is you don't 
force Michael Porter Jr. to play a game that he's not ready to play. Yeah. Then you see what the Nuggets look like. Yeah. The fact that the, the reason why the Nuggets lost, right, to Phoenix is not because Phoenix is the better team. It's because that Michael Porter Jr. was not ready to take the step forward. Yeah. And they forced him to take the step forward, and he was not ready for that. Mm. But if you have Jamal Murray and Jokic, Michael Porter Jr. will play his game, and they are a better team. Yeah. And so what do you think? Do they beat the Kawhi Leonard-less LA Clippers? What's yeah. It? They snatch it. They snatch it from them. I, in my opinion, I'm a Denver Nuggets fan. So I think that the Denver Nuggets, not currently, but you know, then are was one of the best teams in the West. But they lost Jamal Murray. Yeah. And I was and I said this in the podcast. If you go back, you can look at it from the playoffs. I think we, this one even made YouTube, I think it did. Mm-hmm. I said if Michael Porter Jr. takes a step forward, the series is over. Yeah. That's what they need. Yeah. They needed Yoke. They needed the three to become the two mm. and the one to be the one. Yeah. But instead, it was one and three. Yes. That's why they lost. What about the Denver Nuggets beating the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals? Would they have done it? That's different. Um, I want to say they would have, but it would have been hard fought. With all three yes. of them, I think that the, the real factor in that series would have been Giannis and Drew Holiday. Yes. Yes, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, man, they match up well with Drew Holiday being able to guard Jamal Murray and Giannis being able to dominate the interior like that. And we have to remember that this you have a killer, right? Yeah. And Jamal Murray. Yes. Drew Holiday stops that. He's, if he, Jamal Murray can't get off and drop 30, then what is Jamal Murray? Yeah. Okay, then you have Jokic, who is the most skilled player big in the game right now yes if Jokic can't be effective down low because he's gonna up fake you all day yeah but if Giannis is gonna play defense on him yeah that he, stops. and he gets to roam around because Brooke Lopez can just guard him so because of that uh Brooke Lopez just being able to roam around is so yeah uh, yeah it's just special you and then you let Brooke Lopez free because now you have like after you do that mm. and then all you have to worry about is Michael Porter Jr. and Chris Middleton. They become the deciding factor in that game. Yeah. Because, they match, because the one yeah. and the two match up so think well. Chris Middleton was better. Yeah. So I, I think the Bucks would take it. I think the Bucks would take it would be a good series. It's just, it's just not a good matchup for the Nuggets. But I think this is a good thing to talk about so that Jamal Murray's gonna probably come back for the playoffs. I heard him talking to a podcast about a week ago. That he's already dunking, and like, you know, is is not like he's not like fully ready after mm-hmm. he dunks. He's like really, really sore, but he's already dunking. And he's like he's about to start like playing with contact and stuff like that. So it's probably gonna happen before the playoffs that he's gonna come back. So you have to remember that going into the next season, the Denver Nuggets, even with Jokic and Jamal Murray, are gonna be a team to be feared. You know what I mean? It's a good history lesson here. You never know. And if they don't move right, off Michael Porter Jr., which I'm thinking they might try to, they mm. could end up – Michael Porter Jr. could end up hitting the gym this, this summer, taking that – you know, becoming better, taking that step forward, and they're really a team to be feared. Yes. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Um, are you ready to kick yeah. into the teams that are tough matchups for the playoffs? All right, so the number three seed, Cleveland Cavaliers. What makes you think that we would have them as a tough matchup? Um, Evan Mobley. He can switch on any. You know, he's that switchable defense. Big. You know what I mean? Can score. Mm-hmm. Can really dominate. Um, you also have they're mm-hmm. also a really they have their identity because they also have Jared. I mean, Jared Allen. I think as well. He's a really good defensive. Center, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's yes. really high energy and stuff like that. And you have Darius Garland. He makes a difference. Um, before he got hurt, Ricky Rubio was making a mm-hmm. difference. Um, but there's still a three seat even without him. So <clears throat> yeah. I really I really thought they were going to take, you know, take their foot off the gas because, you know, Ricky Rubio was – but they really even put their foot on the gas even more now that he's out. So they're really starting yeah. to shape up as a definitive, you know what I mean, playoff contender, championship contender, honestly. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I feel like they're a tough matchup when healthy, obviously. Lauren Mark and Collins, he's out right. But um, yeah. So I agree with you. Evan Mobley is a defensive masterpiece, but size. There's never been a team this big in a very, 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 very long time. Laurie Markney, 6'10". Evan Mobley, 6'11". You know, Jared Allen, 7 foot. So, if you're a team that likes to attack the basket, good luck. If you're a team that doesn't have a lot of great size at the defending position, <coughs> like, for example, the Chicago Bulls. Patrick Baldwin, not Patrick Bowen. Is it Patrick Williams? Um, I can't think of his name. Is it Patrick right Williams? What? Yes, he's like six foot seven, six foot eight, and Vucevic is seven foot. Yeah. So Vucevic guards Jared Allen. How is how is um, Patrick Williams guarding Evan Mobley? He can't guard him. Evan Mobley six foot eleven. Okay, Demar Derozan six foot seven. Lauren Markkinen six foot eleven, six foot ten. Right. There's teams that they're really bad matchups wise due to size, and uh, and also the consistency of Darius Garland and Colin Sexton because you can rely rely on forty points a night from those two when they're healthy. So when you get into that conversation, they can be a really, really bad matchup for teams. I definitely what do you think that about that? Sure. They do have the height. They have a scoring ability. Um, and especially if you're not prepared, mm-hmm. to, prepared to get scored on and you don't know how to stop runs, you're in for a road of yes. trouble because they're going to yes. defend at a high level because yes. they have all the size and then they can score at a high level as well. Like you said, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton could, could combine yes. for about 40 points, 40, 40 plus points a game. That's scary. Yeah. Especially for these teams who don't defend. You know what I mean? And can't mm-hmm. and you know, so they can't stop runs. Once they get running, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know he's our MVP, but even like a team like they're f- supposed to face off against the 76ers right now. I mean, like poor Embiid's got to go against three yeah. six foot ten and above players. Like that's a terrible, terrible matchup for Embiid. <sighs> poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next team is the one seed in the East as of uh, uh, two days ago. I don't know what the upstage record is, but the Miami Heat. What do you think? Why do you think they're a matchup? The one seed Tough matchup. As of right now, as the last time I checked, uh, two days ago, they're a tough they matchup because of Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero makes a difference. Uh-huh. Um, they we already know what the Miami Heat team is, even though they got swept. We know, we know them as you know mm. a really defensive kind of rough and rugged kind of team, especially Kyle after that because he's willing to take yes. all the hits and play. You know, not play dirty, mm-hmm. but play physical. That's what I mean. And then you add the fact that yes. Tyler Hero can go off for 40 points by himself at any point, and then you have all mm-hmm. that great shooting, you know, the leadership of Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, the leadership of Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry can explode. Um, you have Bam mm-hmm. who can pull a Draymond and bring the ball up. That's, that's scary. Yeah, It's size, it's, a, yeah. it's defense, and it's offense for them. They have, they have three, three components to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. They're defensive, like the same, basically, what they've always been. But now they have a higher level of offensive output that they can hit with the addition of Lowry and Hero playing so well. So this is going to be a tough matchup. You're going to have to have a lot of high level scores to really give them problems at um, the positions that don't involve somebody that needs a lot of switches at like a point guard because Bam's going to kind of push you out of that offense like the Atlanta Hawks last year would have mm-hmm. had a ton of problems with this team um, because of the bam out of bio. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough team that, you know, has great matchup strengths. So the uh, next team is your favorite Denver Nuggets, Jamal Murray and Yokoli Jokic. Pick and roll. Everybody team. knows this. It's the pick and roll. It's the greatest. Yeah. It's one of the greatest one, two yeah. punches in NBA in the NBA right now. Because yes. you don't okay, so look, majority in some of the one-two punches in the pick and roll, there is a center who is not a great passer. But you add Nikola, no, Jokic, yeah. he's one of the best passing bigs in the league. 
all time. All time, all time in the league. He's he's great. He's phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 you know what? I'll give you that. All time. Mm-hmm. Of all time, he's the great, greatest passing big of all time. And a little bit of a quick sidebar. I know a lot of people say Bill Walton. I think he's better. It's not like we've never seen Bill Walton. It's not like we don't know Bill Walton is. I just want to say that before people, old heads, be like, Bill Walton, Bill Walton. But I think it's good. in my opinion, Jokic is better. Um, I just want to say that real quick. Bill Walton was great, okay. though. But I, I would with Jokic. Um, yeah. So now you add that element, right? And then when they do the pick and pop, you have two mm-hmm. threats now because – he could pick and pop. Jamal Murray could pop and knock the three down or take it to the hole. Oh, wait a second. Jamal, not just Jamal Murray, but now Jokic can pick and pop and knock the three down or take the take it to the rack or hit the mid-range. Mm-hmm. Or he could find the better shot. Because he's the floor like a point guard. Yes. He's a point guard in a seven-footer's body, yeah. pretty much. So that's where the matchup yeah. nightmare becomes because now you have a big who sees the floor like a point guard who can pass, who can shoot, and then he can bring mm-hmm. the ball up. So now Jamal Murray can he can track he can run around like a track star if he wants to and just wait for the ball to come to him. Or they could run the pick and roll like they have done so very well. And then you you switch it, but you don't know who you going who's gonna take mm-hmm. the shot. Yeah. Yeah, you need to have great defensive bigs to beat this team. Because if you don't, like the Clippers didn't when they beat them. You know, you don't have the size inside. They're just going to score. Like, Jamal Murray's an acrobat at the rim. He's going to finish with all these crazy layups, and you got to stop Jokic in the post. So, it's the interior defensively. If you do not have that, they will expose you. So, if they get a matchup that doesn't really have a lot of great interior defenders, you know, be like, hey, you know, it's going to pull this upset. Yeah. We told you, but you know what I mean? It is what it is. The next one. Is a big one for me. Dallas Mavericks. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Memphis Grizzlies. Tell me why the Memphis Grizzlies They're explosive. are uh, upset. They're explosive. That's the main reason. They're explosive. It's not just Jaws explosive. It's not just, okay, wait a second. They got a, a high-flying shooting guard, a high-flying. like No. The team itself is explosive. They all explode. They explode on defense. They explode on offense. They explode. Yes. They're all passionate. They're all young. They're hungry, and their mm-hmm. hunger shows. And they, when they play, they play with such a ferocity, such a hunger, such a passion that if you yes. can't keep up, you lose. That's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. If you can't keep, if you can't match their energy, matching energy is what you need mm-hmm. to do with this team. If you can't do that, if if you can't match the energy and yeah. slow Jaw down or slow Dylan Brooks down, slow Desmond Baines mm-hmm. down. Slow Jaron Jackson down, you mm. lose. Period. If you because they're so explosive, they will explode on you over and over and over again, mm. and then you won't be able to do anything. Pause. They will explode on you. You don't have anything to do about it. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you put it that way because what was their identity two years ago jaw was a high flyer he could jump out the gym um and they were they had they were, they were building a defensive identity a little bit but they were yeah exactly so this is a defensively like built team and you're describing an explosive offense so they have a very high level of out- offensive output that is their maximum level John Morant's probably going to drop 40, two or three. Two, John Morant himself is going to win two games in a series. Desmond Bain might have a game where he drops 25. You know what I mean? Dylan Brooks might have. A, he's just like very consistent, really good defender. Then, you know, that basketball IQ of John Morant, Steven Adams, great rebounder, great inside presence. Jaron Jackson, great defender, good offensive. If you do not have enough shot creators to beat this team. And if you just play like we play great possession, ball control, great defensively minded team, we're just play at a high efficient level. You're going to get destroyed by this team. This team has a lot of potential in the playoffs. And there's a team that we talk about teams that could be beat early that if they face them, they're going to pull off the big upset. And I'm not going to, not gonna give you guys the answer. You guys wait for it. We'll give it to you. But yeah, you guys got to wait your turn. But uh, the next team. No. Oh, no. do you have anything else to say about the Grizzlies? Said it. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, good bench guys yeah. with Kyle Anderson and Zyra Williams, too. A lot of size. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, the next one. If you have not been tuned in to the Dallas Mavericks, then you may not be seeing the effect of Jason Kidd. This is basically the same roster, and they're around the same seed, but they're a completely different team because Kristaps Porzingis. He's a real force in the post. So now, basically, so teams could just play the three-point line last year. We're not going to let you shoot threes. I dare you to post up KP. We don't think you're going to post up KP. Tim Hardaway Jr. is not going to destroy us at the rim. You know, Luka's going to do what Luka does. But what other way do you have to scare us other than a three-point shot? Now, Chris Porzingis is posting up. He's being very consistent. We had him in our all-star game, like very much at the bench, the last spot for the West, but he was in it. He is really starting to really show what we saw in New York. And that's a special combination of inside out. Now you can't just like play the perimeter. Now you can't just completely focus on Luca. So if they get the right matchup of a team that's not, doesn't have a real high level of offensive output in a seven game series, this team could pull off Luca drops 40 twice. Yeah. And KP scores 30. Can you win the other four? So that's why I think they're talking <clears throat> oh, Mavericks about Mavericks. Mavericks are a matchup just without KP. Um, so it's good that you brought up mm-hmm. what that team used to look like because that's what I want to focus on. So yes, at one point, the Dallas Mavericks, you know what I mean, with Luka. Luka was a budding star. They got KP, and everybody was like, oh, yeah, this is the, you know, this is Dirk 2.0. You know, we're about to see a European takeover of the league yeah. with KP and Luka. AP didn't shake out so far. I mean, at that point, he was like shooting threes. He was hurt all the time. Yeah. Wasn't really showing what he should have been showing. Mm-hmm. But Luca was slowly progressing yeah. to this point. And he was he was slowly domi- starting to dominate yeah. the league. Every time he got in the playoffs, he would have match up with the Clippers. His super is his freaking nemesis. And every time he pushes the Clippers by himself to damn near the brink every single time. I think he had the Clippers twice, yeah. mm-hmm. two years in a row. Um. Yeah, I think it was two. Wasn't it? I think it was two Maybe. years in a row. I I don't know. I I don't remember what happened two years yeah. ago. I had a podcast then, so I wasn't like as hyper focused on the NBA as I am now. Right. Now, oh my um, goodness, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they have the Clippers, and every time you're like, you're looking at him, you're thinking like, if only he had that person you know just one more person because tim hardaway is nice too mm-hmm. tim hardaway is a glorified role player yeah. um no he did yeah maybe, maybe even a glorified six man you don't he didn't have he didn't have a two per se you know now we look at mm-hmm. the dallas mavericks a little bit differently because kp is playing so well and this has to be said about jason kidd jason kidd even though he was a point guard he is the best coach for bigs. He changed Giannis. Ooh, He's the best coach for bigs because he turned Giannis around. He, he, yeah, he like made Giannis that's a good. more physically that's... dominating presence on the court. And with the ball in his hands. And he put the ball in his hands. And mm-hmm, point guard, they had yeah. used point guard a lot. When Jason he, see, he saw the potential of yeah. Giannis. He sees the potential in KP. And now, yes. now the league should be scared of yes. what Jason Kidd could do with KP and what he is doing with KP. Since yes. since he since Jason Kidd has taken over, KP has taken mm-hmm. a more physically dominating pre, uh, you know position on the court. He's not just shooting so many threes. Now we're seeing exactly what yes. you said. More of New York when KP exploded in New York, just like Lynn Sanity. We was like, oh my god, he's like jumping up the gym all over the place, and he can knock yeah. down shots. Amazing. Then he just stuck to the three point shot for some reason, yes. and we lost all. Physically dominating inside. Yeah. Now that's back. Now he has a yes. shot as well. Still. Now the yes. thing, the Dallas Mavericks are a matchup nightmare for whoever. If you can't stop the inside outside of KP and you can't stop Luca because there's no stopping mm-hmm. Luca. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with you, man. Hundred percent there with you. <clears throat> All right. The next team is the Lakers. The Lakers are a tough mm-hmm. matchup. Because of size and LeBron James in the playoffs, 
what are you thinking about the Lakers? Even if they yeah. make it in, they're in the um, seed right now. They're definitely a matchup nightmare. Because um, LeBron and size. Exactly, but the two things you said, because their team, they have one of the biggest teams in the league right now. They're physically, so they could really impose their will on anybody, especially like, you know, they have some, you know, like, uh, Carmelo kind of like ISOs, LeBron ISOs, you know what I mean? Anthony Davis kind of ISOs a little bit in the post. So with those three guys, they're kind of just like, they can beat you down in the post and open up floor for shooters. You know, they don't really have shooters. They kind of have semi-shooters who can knock down open mm-hmm. shots. Um, and then, you know, like I said, like LeBron, if, Le- I mean, the way LeBron's playing right now, he's playing with the playoff LeBron right now during the regular season. So if he can just, I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if there's another if there's another gear he could hit maybe, and like I don't know they could possibly could you know take a couple games in the playoffs, and then you have Westbrook, which is the ultimate mm-hmm. toss up because you don't know what you're going to get. Now with LeBron on the floor, yeah. Russell drops thirty five. With LeBron on the floor, he drops like 10, 15 points. It doesn't know where he's at. <laughs> It's Frank Vogel. They fire Frank Vogel. This team is completely viewed differently for me. Yeah, he doesn't understand matchups completely. Um, but I don't. I mean, I would. I say that you know, if they were going to fire him, they would fire him um, because they said his job is on the chopping block. They're like evaluating him game to game, and they have been losing. But he, the team has been slowly showing improvement, especially since adding Anthony Davis. You know, um, aka Street Close. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say maybe fire him. Not yet. I think if he could figure it out, you know, especially like since he has a little bit more time with just Russell alone because LeBron's out right now, maybe he can inc- find a way to incorporate them back together so we can see more of what we're expecting to see, which is 48 minutes of hell for everybody. Yeah, I just don't think he understands how to completely maximize it, so I wouldn't I would fire him, but it's okay. Are you ready for what teams the teams that we think could be B early? There's two high seeds. The number one seed in the West is the Suns. Alright. Now we did a little bit of a teaser. Teams that could beat the Suns. There's three of them on this list. Let's start off with the team that, if they get them, it's tough. Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies mm-hmm. against the Suns. We've talked about it before. The, you know, I'm a big believer that the Phoenix Suns are a great effort team. Highly intelligent. Chris Paul, assist to turnover ratio, God. But who can shot create for themselves? It's literally D-Book, Payne, and Chris Paul. Everybody else is just people within the offense and the playoffs. That really matters a lot because every possession is harder in the playoffs. Every defense has five games to really, five days or a few days to completely focus on one team. So then they completely can formalize, okay, this is our defensive game plan. Everything becomes harder in the playoffs because of that. So individual scores matter more in the playoffs. And when you have John Morant, who can't be stopped, he would be the best player in that series. And you have Desmond Bain, who can shot great. You have Dylan Brooks, who can shot great. And Dylan Brooks is an amazing defender. He matches up well with Devin Booker. Okay, now we have Jaron Jackson. Who's guarding him? Jay Crowder? Cam Johnson? Mikael Bridges? None of them. None of them can guard Jaron Jackson. He shot greats for himself. He's very developed. Steven Adams is a big body. Mm -hmm. You can throw at Aiton. That's a terrible matchup because the offensive output, like you said, of the Grizzlies is so much higher than the Suns. So that's one of three teams in the West that I think can be. I would, give, I would, I, I would agree that? with that because, like I said, just the way the Grizzlies are playing right now, they're they're showing. They're showing exactly what I thought was going to come up 
And it's all the young guys really taking a step forward and putting the league on notice. Everybody is scared to play the Grizzlies right now yeah. because they're on fire. They're on fire leading into the All-Star break. They're, yes. they're winning games. They're dancing on you, taking flicks. You know what I mean? Really imposing fear yeah. into the defense all game because who you don't want to you don't want to guard job because mm-hmm. you're you're gonna be a, you're gonna be a highlight you're gonna be on a highlight tape. No. You don't want to guard Dylan yeah. Brooks because he's gonna score on you. You're gonna be on a highlight tape. You, you don't want to guard this team. You, you can't mm. guard this team. <clears throat> they're gonna run mm. all over you, and then on the other side of the ball, they're gonna dominate you defensively. They all play defense at a high level. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it unless you have. You, so the so it's crazy because it used to be, you know, before the Golden State Warriors it used to be either really a really good offensive team or a really good defensive team. Golden State Warriors really flipped that on his head and was like, "We're going to be great offensively. We're going to add Draymond, be great defensively." Now all the teams Complete. who are great now yeah. have a great offensive side and a great defensive side. Now some of the teams in the NBA who will match up against the Grizzlies only have a great offense. So what do you do if they if the Grizzlies if you face the Grizzlies and they have a great defense? So now you can't score, but now they're scoring all yeah. over you. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. The next team is the Dallas Mavericks. Now the Dallas Mavericks cause problems for similar reasons. Kristaps Porzingis is plays the four a lot. Who's guarding him? Jay Crowder. He's seven foot three. Jay Crowder, Garner, Mikhail Bridges really lock out of six foot eight. Okay. But he they can put Kristaps Porzingis on them on the wing because they're not going to do anything other than, oh, we caught the ball. Are we open? Yeah. No, we're not. Pass. They can't do anything else. So why do you why do you you're gonna expose Kristaps Porzingis? You can't. You can't shot create for yourself. What are you gonna do? Be like Steph Curry and cook him up? No, you can't. You don't have. You have no skill other than catching the ball and shooting it. Yeah. No, you don't scare anybody. So then, and then you have to deal with Luca, and then the offensive output of that team, three point shooting. It's a tough matchup. Luca by himself is a tough matchup for everybody. But then you do add Kristaps Porzingis into that. The only thing I could say <laughs> yeah. is that if you draw Kristaps Porzingis away. Who stop? I mean, who is stopping the pick and roll? Because with Chris, they do have Willie Cauley. I think they have too. Willie Cauley. Yeah, okay. that could stop the pick and roll. Kinda. Yeah, it depends on if Aiden is truly tough or not. That's the only thing. Mm. I don't know if he's truly tough or not. He he kind of got close <laughs> match in, in the finals last year, so I don't know if he's uh, truly tough or not. He took it back. Gosh. Oh my. You know what? Something crazy. Guess who he was compared who? to coming out of college? What? David Robinson. Did anybody watch David Maybe Robinson? Not. That made that comparison? No, there's no way. <laughs> David Robinson is like floats in the air. Looks like freaking JaVale McGee, like with like the muscles of Carl Malone. Like, what are, what, what are we talking about here? Oh my god, yeah. draft stuff gets me boil my blood every no, time, man. DeAndre Angels, he really and, capitalizes uh, and off the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Paul, it's 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 it's, it's CP3's greatness. Um. The last team is your favorite team. Healthy Nuggets. Six seed. Tell me why they're going to destroy them, why they're terrible. Jesus. Oh if they're God. healthy, you have three problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have the Jokic problem, mm-hmm. the Jamal Murray problem, and the mm. Porter Jr. problem. Dude. That's mm. probably the two best players on the floor is Jamal Murray and Jokic off top. Then you can fiddle around mm-hmm. and throw MPJ in there, depending on how he plays in the, the plays game to game. You know, yeah. But I'm saying like Probably you can throw him, in, you know, three four. However, it depends on how he plays. Um, that becomes a matchup mm-hmm. problem because DeAndre Ayton. You know what I mean? Okay, so Jamal Murray is going to sauce up 
anybody. It doesn't matter. Chris Paul probably and Chris Paul is probably not going to guard him. He might he might guard him on like an off ball type thing, like off ball defense maybe. But he's gonna he's gonna blow past Chris Paul. Okay, DeAndre Ayton is going to get destroyed. Jokic can hold DeAndre Ayton down mm-hmm. because he's so skilled. So you really don't have a choice. And then if Michael Porter Jr. could just blow up for like 30 points a game, I mean, I think they, they really become a bad matchup for them because you're right. The only people who can create on that yeah. team is Devin Booker. There's three creators on the other team who can create their own shot. One is going to run the pick and roll better than you for sure <laughs> because he can yeah. pick because their big yeah. can pop out and knock down a shot and draw your big away. And then, and then yeah. that allows Jamal Murray a lane that allows you know Aaron Gordon a lane to like and you know that's a lob threat. And then you have an MPJ yeah. who can attack and explode at any yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, I I <clears throat> I completely agree with you, man. It's a hundred percent a terrible matchup. Uh, yeah, when they're healthy, they're they're tough. Yeah, are you ready for the next one? The only other team. We'll just name one really big seed in the East, the Miami Heat. Now, we did describe why they are tough matchups. The other teams, but there are some teams in the East that are tough matchups for them. Um, the Chicago Bulls, yeah, because of score. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, every shot they take is a tough shot. They're highly skilled. I don't care what defender you have. You might make it tough on mm-hmm. them, but you will not stop them. So that combination is a really tough matchup for them because of that. Um, and then, you know, right now they are the six seed, but if the Nets get to the five or four seed and the Heat get the one seed, too much sword. Oh my gosh. It is lights out for the Miami Heat. It's just that they have a certain level of scoring that they can't reach. So if a team can reach that level as a scorers, that's it's it's a team that could get beat early. It's just it mm-hmm. takes an offensively focused team. So what do you think about the Heat and their weakness? We really just praise the Heat, um, but their one downfall is that they they have a great defense, but if you have an even better offense, you can take that team. Mm-hmm. Um, just look at uh, yes. I think was I think it was they. I think they lost to the Bucks. I think they got swept by the Bucks. I think it was last last year. Mm, the uh, Bucks had a way better offense. They were able to lock down their guards, stop them from scoring. I mean, yes. it became a defensive battle, but you still have Chris mm. Middleton who can explode. Drew Holiday can explode. You can't do anything with Giannis because no one's tall enough to do anything with Giannis. That is yeah. the problem because you your biggest yeah. the, the tallest player you have on the court is Bam. I mean, yeah, you play a small ball defensive. Hot, we're gonna run the ball down your throat, but as soon as they throw a big at you, a skilled big, then that whole game plan deteriorates. Because if you have an athletic big, big like Giannis, yeah. and then you have going against like a you know a small ball big like Bam, you he pull you pull him out the game because he can't guard Giannis, and then it becomes up to yeah. Tyler Hero, and then we see Tyler Hero get exposed yeah. again like he did last year. I'm not saying that he will, but that's why we were thinking like, oh, is this not the same Tyler Hero that we saw in the bubble? Because now he's he's forced to take on a different role than what he's not than what he's used to. Yeah. Yeah. So the last thing before we uh, call it a night for this podcast is there are two teams that I think are at a different level, and there are two different conferences: the Golden State mm-hmm. Warriors, healthy. Versus the Nets, healthy, Kyrie Irving mm. playing road games like he is. Seven game series, NBA Finals. Golden State. Who wins? How many games? Four three. Um, it will be close. Oh, yeah. I will give Golden State the upper hand. I completely believe in KD. I'm a I'm a believer in KD now, but. Mm. I just to the don't think that the that the Nets have enough to deal with pressure from both sides of the ball. Meaning that you have on one side of the ball, if you know, because Curry falls to a slump every year, but when he wakes about that slump, 
he destroys the league. Let's say that Curry is no longer in a shooting slump by the time playoffs come around and he matches up with the, you know, makes it always to the finals, matches up with the Nets. That's 48 minutes of track meet Curry <laughs> running around on you. Oh, wait a second. They have Clay now. Mm-hmm. Oh, now you have to worry about one of the second greatest shooter of all, the most, the most, the, the most consistent shooter ever in NBA history and the second greatest shooter of all time. Possibly. You, you're, you know what I mean? Like, and Clay Thompson for forty eight minutes. Oh, wait a second. Now they have yeah. Jordan Poole you have to worry about. Wait a second. Wiggins is playing really well. Amon on the other side of the ball. Mm-hmm. It, you know what I mean? Like K- mm-hmm. KD can only do but so much, but the games that Kyrie doesn't play really will defeat them mentally. James Harden may not have such a great game because he's pissed off that Kyrie's not playing. KD's gonna be who who KD's gonna be. <laughs> But at the end of the day, if Golden State looks yes. like the more complete team because of the fact that you have part-time Kyrie, which we're not falling for that. That's that he believes what he believes. You know what I mean? But KD's gonna be KD, but you don't know what James Harden you're gonna get. You never know what James Harden you're gonna get, but Kyrie's gonna play regardless. Golden State looks like the more complete seed team on both sides of the ball. Unless we can see Brooklyn. From last year, somehow, if we see Brooklyn from last year, it's a good series. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good series either way. Maybe we can. Maybe it might be four three the other way with Brooklyn if we can see Brooklyn from last year. But if, the way Brooklyn's been playing this year, it's been iffy sometimes. So I think that Golden State will take yeah. it just off consistency and the fact that they're a more complete team than them, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, so basically at first mm-hmm. I was like nets because I believe that there's a certain level of scoring that you have to have to beat this team. And I was like, man, Claxton's good. You know, they're deeper than people realize. Patty Mills is a really good rotational point guard. Cam Thomas is coming in his own as a rotational two guard. Joe Harris mm-hmm. is not healthy right now. Great shooter. Um, you know, Kessler Edwards a three and D six foot seven wing rotational guy. They're deeper than you think. I, I think they got Amir Johnson. Yeah, it's three and D wing. Yeah, like they have, they have depth. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have depth. So I was like, yeah, nuts. No, it's just too much. And I thought about it and I was like, dream on green guarding Kevin Durant. I can't imagine anybody other than Giannis guarding him better. Maybe Draymond Green because he knows yeah. him so well and played with him so long. And then you got Clay and Wiggins to throw at two guards. You can throw Wiggins at Harden, and you can throw Clay at Kyrie, and you can hide Steph Curry on Joe Harris because, I mean, yeah. what is Joe Harris going to do? Post him up? Like, he's not skilled like that. And the quantity of shot creators and high level scores in a seven-game series on top of their defensive business. They have Steph Curry to kind of equal out, you know, let's say Kyrie scoring. They have Klay Thompson to push James Harden. They have Jordan Poole, who is an amazing shot creator that, you know, is better than anybody else that the Nets have off the bench, including Patty Mills. They have Wiggins, who's going to give them consistent 18 and have a great defensive mindset. They have a lot of depth at the center position that are rotational and can switch. We don't have don't know what Wiseman is yet this yeah. year either, right? And then they have guys like Otto Porter, Gary Payton Jr. They have a lot of shot creators on that bench, Jonathan Kuminga. And I just, I I feel like they're a connected unit and... If Kyrie was playing every game, I think the Nets would beat them. But the games that Kyrie is not playing are going to be the thorn on their side for a team that's just so connected, so chemistry, the basketball IQ. And another thing that pushes me, Steve Kerr is going to coach circles around Steve Steve Nash. Steve Nash is going to get destroyed in the coaching battle. If it was like Greg Popovich over there, I might be like, mm, the Nets will probably still take it. 
But that coaching battle, coaching battles really matter in NBA playoffs when things are close like this. And Steve Kerr is going to bring the masterclass of coaching. And Steve Nash is going to bring the beginner's guide or the coaching for dummies mm-hmm. book. That's that's the difference here. So that's another reason why I'm going Warriors. Yeah, I would go Warriors for sure. And that's my pick. Yeah. Well, you know the basketball addicts are always right. <laughs> um. So, do you have anything else you want to say uh, other than like? Yeah. Say so what if we did? What if we just predict the NBA Finals? It ends up being Brooklyn versus uh, Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors. Brooklyn versus what? Yeah. I, I, I say, what if we just predicted the NBA Finals? That'd be funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, we probably just did. I mean, these two teams are probably the two. Bulls could push. Bulls could push. I said so, Bulls could push in the Eastern Conference, say? but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So basically, this is going to be the end of this podcast. But we're again, we're going to give you guys a teaser and talk about what we're going to have coming up. We're going to be talking about NBA matchups and upsets in playoff history, breaking down ones that have happened in the history, talking about them, breaking them down, giving you reasons why. So when these playoffs come up, you can have real good reasons of why you think certain teams are going to upset other teams, and you can be right in your friend group. So really, it's going to be a great seven-week series. We're going to drop two examples, historical, starting from like the Atlanta Hawks to 76ers. That's going to be the first one. Got to check that out. We predicted it, and we're going to tell you why. So No, um, just look out for that, man, for sure. That's going to be a fun series for the both of us. I can't wait to get yeah. into it. Yeah, 100% agree. I'm Jason Collins. Peace. And we are the Basketballics. Out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.